0: part 4 jack now here is my secret it is very simple it is only with one's heart that one can see clearly what is essential is invisible to the eye antoine de saint-exupéry the little prince the call so in august my parents got this call from mr tushman the middle school director and my mom said Maybe he calls all the new students to welcome them. And my dad said, that's a lot of kids he'd be calling. So my mom called him back, and I could hear her talking to Mr. Tushman on the phone. This is exactly what she said. Oh, hi, Mr. Tushman. This is Amanda Will returning your call. Pause. Oh, thank you. That's so nice of you to say. He's looking forward to it. Pause. Yes, pause. Yeah. Pause. Oh, sure. Long pause. Oh, uh uh-huh. Pause. Well, that's so nice of you to say. Pause. Sure. Oh, wow. Oh, super long pause. I see. Of course. I'm sure he will. Let me write it down. Got it. I'll call you after I've had a chance to talk to him, okay? Pause. No, thank you for thinking of him. Bye-bye. When she hung up, I was like, what's up? What did he say? And Mom said, well, it's actually very flattering, but kind of sad, too. See... There's this boy who's starting middle school this year, and he's never been in a real school environment before because he was homeschooled. So Mr. Tushman talked to some of the lower school teachers to find out who they thought were some of the really, really great kids coming into fifth grade. And the teachers must have told him you were an especially nice kid, which I already knew, of course. And so Mr. Tushman is wondering if he could count on you to sort of shepherd this new boy around a bit. Like, let him hang out with me? I said. Exactly, said Mom. He called it being a welcome buddy. But why me? I told you. Your teachers told Mr. Tushman that you were the kind of kid who's known for being a good egg. I mean, I'm so proud that they think so highly of you. Why is it sad? What do you mean? You said it's flattering, but kind of sad, too. Oh. Mom nodded. Well... Apparently, this boy has some sort of, uh, I guess there's something wrong with his face. Uh, Something like that. Not sure. Maybe he was in an accident. Mr. Tushman said he'd explain a bit more when you come to the school next week. School doesn't start till September! He wants you to meet this kid before school starts. Do I have to? Mom looked a bit surprised. Well, No. Of course not, she said. But it would be the nice thing to do, Jack. But if I don't have to do it, I said, I don't want to do it. Can you at least think about it? I'm thinking about it, and I don't want to do it. Well, I'm not going to force you, she said. But at least think about it some more, okay? I'm not calling Mr. Tushman back until tomorrow, so just sit with it a bit. I mean, Jack... I really don't think it's that much to ask that you spend a little extra time with some new kid. It's not just that he's a new kid, Mom, I answered. He's deformed. That's a terrible thing to say, Jack. He is, Mom. You don't even know who it is. Yeah, I do, I said. Because I knew the second she started talking about him that it was that kid named August. Carvel. I remember seeing him for the first time in front of the Carvel on Amesford Avenue when I was about five or six. Me and Veronica, my babysitter, was sitting on the bench outside the store with Jamie, my baby brother, who was sitting in his stroller facing us. I guess I was busy eating my ice cream cone because I didn't even notice the people who sat down next to us. Then at one point, I turned my head to suck the ice cream out of the bottom of my cone, and that's when I saw him. August. He was sitting right next to me. I know it wasn't cool, but I kind of went, Aah! when I saw him, because I honestly got scared. I thought he was wearing a zombie mask or something. It was the kind of, Aah! you say when you're watching a scary movie and the bad guy, like, jumps out of the bushes. Anyway, I know it wasn't nice of me to do that, and though the kid didn't hear me, I know his sister did. Jack, we have to go, said Veronica. She had gotten up and was turning the stroller around because Jamie, who had obviously just noticed the kid, too, was about to say something embarrassing. So I jumped up kind of suddenly, like a bee had landed on me, and followed Veronica as she zoomed away. I could hear the kid's mom saying softly behind us, ''Okay, guys, I think it's time to go.'' And I turned around to look at them one more time. The kid was licking his ice cream cone. The mom was picking up his scooter— and the sister was glaring at me like she was going to kill me. I looked away quickly. Veronica, what was wrong with that kid? I whispered. Hush, boy, she said, her voice angry. I love Veronica, but when she got mad, she got mad. Meanwhile, Jamie was practically spilling out of his stroller trying to get another look as Veronica pushed him away. But Veronica, said Jamie, "'You boys were very naughty. Very naughty,' said Veronica as soon as we were farther down the block, staring like that. "'I didn't mean to,' I said. "Veronica," said Jamie. "'Us leaving like that,' Veronica was muttering. "'Oh, Lord, that poor lady. I tell you boys, every day we should thank the Lord for our blessings. You hear me?' Veronica, "'What is it, Jamie?' Is it Halloween? No, Jamie. Then why was that boy wearing a mask? Veronica didn't answer. Sometimes when she was mad about something, she would do that. He wasn't wearing a mask, I explained to Jamie. Hush, Jack, said Veronica. Why are you so mad, Veronica? I couldn't help asking. I thought this would make her angrier, but actually... She shook her head. It was bad how we did that, she said. Just getting up like that, like we'd just seen the devil. I was scared for what Jamie was going to say, you know? I didn't want him to say anything that would hurt that little boy's feelings. But it was very bad, us leaving like that. The mama knew what was going on. But we didn't mean it, I answered. Jack... Sometimes you don't have to mean to hurt someone to hurt someone. You understand? That was the first time I ever saw August in the neighborhood, at least that I remember. But I've seen him around ever since then. A couple of times in the playground, a few times in the park. He used to wear an astronaut helmet sometimes, but I always knew it was him underneath the helmet. All the kids in the neighborhood knew it was him. Everyone has seen August at some point or another. We all know his name, though he doesn't know ours. And whenever I've seen him, I try to remember what Veronica said. But it's hard. It's hard not to sneak a second look. It's hard to act normal when you see him. Why I changed my mind. Who else did Mr. Tushman call? I asked Mom later that night. Did he tell you? He mentioned Julian and Charlotte. Julian? I said, ugh. Why Julian? You used to be friends with Julian. Mom, that was like in kindergarten. Julian's the biggest phony there is. He's trying so hard to be popular all the time. Well, said Mom. At least Julian agreed to help this kid out. Gotta give him credit for that. I didn't say anything because she was right. What about Charlotte? I asked. Is she doing it too? Yes, Mom said. Of course she is. Charlotte's such a goody two-shoes, I answered. Boy, Jack, said Mom. You seem to have a problem with everybody these days. It's just... I started. Mom, you have no idea what this kid looks like. I can imagine. No, you can't. You've never seen him. I have. It might not even be who you're thinking it is. Trust me, it is. And I'm telling you, it's really, really bad. He's deformed, Mom. His eyes are like down here. I pointed to my cheeks. And he has no ears, and his mouth is like... Jamie had walked into the kitchen to get a juice box from the fridge. Ask Jamie, I said. Right, Jamie? Remember that kid we saw in the park after school last year? The kid named August, the one with the face? Oh, that kid? Said Jamie, his eyes opening wide. He gave me a nightmare. Remember, Mommy? The nightmare about the zombies from last year? I thought that was from watching a scary movie," answered Mom. "No," said Jamie. "It was from seeing that kid. When I saw him, I was like, ah, and I ran away." Wait a minute," said Mom, getting serious. "Did you do that in front of him?" "I couldn't help it," said Jamie, kind of whining. "Of course you could help it," Mom scolded. "Guys." I have to tell you, I'm really disappointed by what I'm hearing here. And she looked like how she sounded. I mean, honestly, he's just a little boy, just like you. Can you imagine how he felt to see you running away from him, Jamie, screaming? It wasn't a scream, argued Jamie. It was like an ah! He put his hands on his cheeks and started running around the kitchen. Come on, Jamie, said Mom angrily. I honestly thought that both my boys were more sympathetic than that. What's sympathetic? Said Jamie, who was only going into the second grade. You know exactly what I mean by sympathetic, Jamie, said Mom. It's just, he's so ugly, Mommy, said Jamie. Hey, Mom yelled. I don't like that word. Jamie, just get your juice box. I want to talk to Jack alone for a second. Look, Jack, said Mom as soon as he left, and I knew she was about to give me a whole speech. Okay, I'll do it, I said, which completely shocked her. You will? Yes. So, I can call Mr. Tushman? Yes, Mom, yes, I said yes. Mom smiled. I knew you'd rise to the occasion, kiddo. Good for you. I'm proud of you, Jackie." She messed up my hair. So, here's why I changed my mind. It wasn't so I wouldn't have to hear Mom give me a whole lecture. And it wasn't to protect this August kid from Julian, who I knew would be a jerk about the whole thing. It was because when I heard Jamie talking about how he had run away from August going, ah, I suddenly felt really bad. The thing is, there are always going to be kids like Julian who are jerks. But if a little kid like Jamie, who's usually a nice enough kid, can be that mean, then a kid like August doesn't stand a chance in middle school. Four things. First of all, you do get used to his face. The first couple of times, I was like, whoa, I'm never going to get used to this. And then after about a week, I was like, huh, it's not so bad. Second of all, he's actually a really cool dude. I mean, he's pretty funny. Like, the teacher will say something, and August will whisper something funny to me that no one else hears, and totally make me crack up. He's also just, overall, a nice kid. Like, he's easy to hang out with and talk to and stuff. Third of all, he's really smart. I thought he'd be behind everyone because he hadn't gone to school before, but... In most things, he's way ahead of me. I mean, maybe not as smart as Charlotte or Jimena, but he's up there. And unlike Charlotte or Jimena, he lets me cheat off him if I really need to. Though, I've only needed to a couple of times. He's also let me copy his homework once, though we both got in trouble for it after class. The two of you got the exact same answers wrong on yesterday's homework. Miss Rubin said, looking at both of us like she was waiting for an explanation. I didn't know what to say, because the explanation would have been, oh, that's because I copied August's homework. But August lied to protect me. He was like, oh, that's because we did our homework together last night. Which wasn't true at all. Well, doing homework together is a good thing, Miss Rubin answered. But you're supposed to still do it separately, okay? You could work side by side if you want, but you can't actually do your homework together, okay? Got it? After we left the classroom, I said, Dude, thanks for doing that. And he was like, no problem. That was cool. Fourthly, now that I know him, I would say I actually do want to be friends with August. At first, I admit, I was only friendly to him because Mr. Tushman asked me to be especially nice and all that. But now, I would choose to hang out with him. He laughs at all my jokes, and I kind of feel like I can tell August anything. Like he's a good friend. Like, if all the guys in the fifth grade were lined up against a wall, and I got to choose anyone I wanted to hang out with, I would choose August. Ex-friends. Bleeding scream? What the heck? Summer Dawson has always been a bit out there, but this was too much. All I did was ask her why August was acting like he was mad at me or something. I figured she would know. All she said was, bleeding scream? And I don't even know what that means. It's so weird because one day, me and August were friends. And the next day, whoosh, he was hardly talking to me. And I haven't the slightest idea why. When I said to him, Hey, August, you mad at me or something? He shrugged and walked away. So I would take that as a definite yes. And since I know for a fact that I didn't do anything to him to be mad about, I figured Summer could tell me what's up. But all I got from her was bleeding scream. Yeah, big help. Thanks, Summer. You know i got plenty of other friends in school, so if August wants to officially be my ex-friend, then fine. That is okay by me. See if I care. I've started ignoring him like he's ignoring me in school now. This is actually kind of hard since we sit next to each other in practically every class. Other kids have noticed and have started asking if me and August have had a fight. Nobody asks August what's going on. Hardly anyone ever talks to him anyway. I mean, the only person he hangs out with, other than me, is Summer. Sometimes he hangs out with Reed Kingsley a little bit, and the two Maxes got him playing Dungeons and Dragons a couple of times at recess. Charlotte, for all her goody-two-shoeing, doesn't ever do more than nod hello when she's passing him in the hallway. And I don't know if everyone's still playing the plague behind his back, because... No one ever really told me about it directly. But my point is that it's not like he has a whole lot of other friends he could be hanging out with instead of me. If he wants to diss me, he's the one who loses, not me. So this is how things are between us now. We only talk to each other about school stuff if we absolutely have to. Like, I'll say, what did Ruben say the homework was? And he'll answer, or he'll be like, can I use your pencil sharpener? And I'll get my sharpener out of my pencil case for him. But as soon as the bell rings, we go our separate ways. Why this is good is because I get to hang out with a lot more kids now. Before, when I was hanging out with August all the time, kids weren't hanging out with me because they'd have to hang out with him. Or they would keep things from me, like the whole thing about the plague. I think I was the only one who wasn't in on it. Except for Summer and maybe the D&D crowd. And the truth is... Though nobody's that obvious about it, nobody wants to hang out with him. Everyone's way too hung up on being in the popular group, and he's just as far from the popular group as you can get. But now, I can hang out with anyone I want. If I wanted to be in the popular group, I could totally be in the popular group. Why this is bad is because, well, A, I don't actually enjoy hanging out with the popular group that much, And B, I actually liked hanging out with August. So this is kind of messed up. And it's all August's fault. Snow. The first snow of winter hit right before Thanksgiving break. School was closed, so we got an extra day of vacation. I was glad about that because I was so bummed about this whole August thing, and I just wanted some time to chill without having to see him every day. Also, waking up to a snow day is just about my favorite thing in the world. I love that feeling when you first open your eyes in the morning and you don't even know why everything seems different than usual. Then it hits you. Everything is quiet. No cars honking. No buses going down the street. Then you run over to the window and outside everything is covered in white. The sidewalks, the trees, the cars on the street, your window panes. And when that happens on a school day and you find out your school is closed, well, I don't care how old I get, I'm always going to think that's the best feeling in the world. And I'm never going to be one of those grown-ups that use an umbrella when it's snowing. Ever. Dad's school was closed, too. So he took me and Jamie sledding down Skeleton Hill in the park. They say a little kid broke his neck while sledding down that hill a few years ago, but I don't know if this is actually true or just one of those legends. On the way home, I spotted this banged-up wooden sled kind of propped up against the old Indian rock monument. Dad said to leave it. It was just garbage. But something told me it would make the greatest sled ever. So Dad let me drag it home, and I spent the rest of the day fixing it up. I superglued the broken slats together and wrapped some heavy-duty white duct tape around them for extra strength. Then, I spray-painted the whole thing white with the paint I had gotten for the alabaster sphinx I was making for the Egyptian Museum project. When it was all dry, I painted lightning in gold letters on the middle piece of wood, and I made a little lightning bolt symbol above the letters. It looked pretty professional, I have to say. Dad was like, "'Wow, Jackie!' You were right about the sled. The next day, we went back to Skeleton Hill with lightning. It was the fastest thing I've ever ridden. So, so, so much faster than the plastic sleds we'd been using. And because it had gotten warmer outside, the snow had become crunchier and wetter. Good packing snow. Me and Jamie took turns on lightning all afternoon. We were in the park until our fingers were frozen and our lips had turned a little blue. Dad practically had to drag us home. By the end of the weekend, the snow had started turning gray and yellow, and then a rainstorm turned most of the snow to slush. When we got back to school on Monday, there was no snow left. It was rainy and yucky the first day back from vacation. A slushy day. That's how I was feeling inside, too. I nodded, hey, to August the first time I saw him. We were in front of the lockers. He nodded, hey, back. I wanted to tell him about lightning, but I didn't. Fortune favors the bold. Mr. Brown's December precept was, fortune favors the bold. We were all supposed to write a paragraph about some time in our lives when we did something very brave and how, because of it, something good happened to us. I thought about this a lot, to be truthful. I have to say that I think the bravest thing I ever did was become friends with August. But I couldn't write about that, of course. I was afraid we'd have to read these out loud or Mr. Brown would put them up on the bulletin board like he does sometimes. So instead, I wrote this lame thing about how I used to be afraid of the ocean when I was little. It was dumb, but I couldn't think of anything else. I wonder what August wrote about. He probably had a lot of things to choose from. private school. My parents are not rich. I say this because people sometimes think that everyone who goes to private school is rich, but that isn't true with us. Dad's a teacher and mom's a social worker, which means they don't have those kinds of jobs where people make gazillions of dollars. We used to have a car, but we sold it when Jamie started kindergarten at Beecher Prep. We don't live in a big townhouse or in one of those dormant buildings along the park. We live on the top floor of a five-story walk-up we rent from an old lady named Donya Petra all the way on the other side of Broadway. That's code for the section of North River Heights where people don't want to park their cars. Me and Jamie share a room. I overhear my parents talking about things like, can we do without an air conditioner for one more year? Or... Maybe I can work two jobs this summer. So, today at recess, I was hanging out with Julian and Henry and Miles. Julian, who everyone knows is rich, was like, I hate that I have to go back to Paris this Christmas. It's so boring. Dude, but it's like Paris, I said, like an idiot. Believe me, it's so boring he said. My grandmother lives in this house in the middle of nowhere. It's like an hour away from Paris in this tiny, tiny, tiny village. I swear to God, nothing happens there. I mean, it's like, oh, wow, there's another fly on the wall. Look, there's a new dog sleeping on the sidewalk. Yippee! I laughed. Sometimes Julian could be very funny. Though my parents are talking about throwing a big party this year instead of going to Paris. I hope so. What are you doing over break? Said Julian. Just hanging out, I said. You're so lucky, he said. I hope it snows again, I answered. I got this new sled that is so amazing. I was about to tell them about lightning, but Miles started talking first. I got a new sled, too he said. My dad got it from Hammock or Schlemmer. It's so state-of-the-art. How can a sled be state-of-the-art, said Julian. It was like eight hundred dollars or something. Whoa. We should all go sledding and have a race down Skeleton Hill, I said. That hill is so lame, answered Julian. Are you kidding, I said. Some kid broke his neck there. That's why it's called Skeleton Hill. Julian narrowed his eyes and looked at me like I was the biggest moron in the world. It's called Skeleton Hill because it was an ancient Indian burial ground. Duh, he said. Anyway, it should be called Garbage Hill now. It's so freaking chunky. Last time I was there, it was so gross, like with soda cans and broken bottles and stuff. He shook his head. I left my old sled there, said Miles. It was the crappiest piece of junk, and someone took it, too. Maybe a hobo wanted to go sledding, laughed Julian. Where did you leave it, I said. By the big rock at the bottom of the hill, and I went back the next day, and it was gone. I couldn't believe somebody actually took it. Here's what we can do, said Julian. Next time it snows, my dad could drive us all up to this golf course in Westchester that makes Skeleton Hill look like nothing. Hey, Jack, where are you going? I had started to walk away. I've got to get a book out of my locker. I lied. I just wanted to get away from them fast. I didn't want anyone to know that I was the hobo who had taken the sled.